All right, guys, what is up? Uh, this is the Split Decision Podcast. Uh, I'm Tyler Gauthier. I'll be hosting it. If you don't remember or if you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm sure, which I'm sure you do, if you follow me on Instagram, I said I was going to start uh, doing more focused podcasts, and we're going to start with this one. Uh, this will be MMA-based. Um, obviously, we got big fight uh, this weekend. Um in the UFC, uh, UFC 291, it's actually the whole card, really, um, but obviously the big uh, thing being the main event, um, Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje in a uh, lightweight rematch for the BMF belt, which if you really give a shit about that, I don't really care, um, it's what I like to call the UFC Intercontinental Championship, but big one this weekend. Um, obviously, we got a big boxing match, too, between Errol Spence and uh, Terrence Crawford. Um, but, yeah, no, it's been it, – the combat sports has been good uh, to fill the void in this uh, this summer that where there's really no sports going on. Um, but, yeah, let's start breaking down this card. Um, we'll start – actually, what kind of sucked today was that uh, Michelle Pea, uh ends up missing weight. He was supposed to fight Stephen Thompson. Um, Stephen Thompson didn't take the fight um, after Pahaya missed weight, which who can really blame him because Pahaya's missed weight before, and Thompson is 40 years old. This was also kind of like a fight where Thompson was fighting backward, which was a little weird after he had just beat Kevin Holland, um, who's also fighting on this card. Um, so... We lose out on that fight, but I will say one good thing that it does is that it kind of like cuts its subway uh, with moving Derek Lewis up to the main card. It kind of cuts its subway. We can just kind of talk about the main card, um, not to disrespect anyone on the prelims, but uh, I'm tired. Uh, I worked and trained all week. I don't have all the time to talk about the entire card. So we'll start with the first uh, fight on the main card. Uh, that is uh, Kevin Holland and Mike Chiesa. Um, this is kind of an interesting fight. Uh, it's a really good clash of styles. Uh, Holland, obviously, being a diversified striker. Um, he's got decent ground game as well, but uh, Chiesa should be uh, the much uh, more experienced grappler in that regard. And as I'm saying that, Chiesa, obviously the grappler in the fight um kind of got weirdish striking he's not a bad striker but he will uh take risks and definitely leave himself open to shots um this is it's actually kind of an interesting fight um i am actually going to side with chiesa on this one uh he's a slight underdog Uh, i like the value on it um i believe he was around somewhere around plus 140 somewhere where's about uh but i i think that a big thing that you're going to see, I think, with a lot of these fights, and you'll see it especially early on in the prelims right away, is is this card's going to be at altitude. Um, it's going to be in Salt Lake City, so uh, which is about 4,200 feet above sea level. So not quite as high as other places like Denver or Albuquerque uh, or even Mexico City where they've had fights before. Um, but it's going to play a factor. Uh, the altitude at, at, at that level, um, you do start to see some effects. And uh, I, I feel like the way Kevin Holland fights and the way he's uh, sort of faded in the past, um, 
really makes me question whether he can hang in there for uh, three rounds with uh, uh, an experienced guy like Mike Chiesa. Um, so I, I see I see value there um, as Chiesa as the underdog, and I think that I think that Chiesa is going to be able to take him down. I think Chiesa is going to be able to wear him down, and I if Chiesa doesn't finish him, uh, I could see him grinding out a decision. Um, but I definitely could see Chiesa submitting him absolutely, or even finishing him with strikes on the top. Um, I just think that it's not it's not a great matchup for Kevin Holland. Um, at first, it seemed when it first got announced, it's one of those fights where it's like, okay, well, Chiesa is kind of old. He's a little long in the tooth, and he's coming off. Of, I believe he's coming off of back-to-back losses. But I don't know, man. It, you you can't make up for experience in cases been in there with a lot of guys um so i think that like in the last fight with kevin holland he fought he had that war with stephen thompson and then he just fought um santiago pons interview i think that was the last fight he had he had a ko uh a ko win let me just double check that really quick before uh anyone quotes me on that um if i remember Yes. Yep. It was Santiago Ponzinibbio was in Miami a few a few months ago. Yep. So he had the he had the fight with Hamzat, which was changed on short notice. Then he had the the f- war with Stephen Thompson, and then he fought Santiago Ponzinibbio. So he has been kind of fighting these kind of caliber guys, but man, I don't know. Case is a case is a tough dog, and a little bit weird too. A little bit just kind of weird on the ground. I I, I just think that. Uh, He's going to give Holland a lot to handle. So I, I like Kiesa uh, as a live dog as well uh, in this fight. Um, another, f- the next fight on that card is, uh, I believe that's with the, w- the one that they just moved. Um, Derek Lewis is fighting. Let me just pull up his name before I miss, because I know it's got three names in it and I don't want to mess it up. Um, Derek Lewis is fighting. Uh, they moved him up um, onto the main card. He's fighting Marcos Rogerio de Lima. Um, Rogerio Rogerio de Lima is a uh, he's definitely got a good. He's sort of known for his uh, knockout power. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he was the guy that a few years ago they called him up on short notice and he knocked out someone um, far bigger than he was. Um, yeah, he had a he had a history for missing weight at two oh five. And then he I remember he knocked out somebody and he they was Yes. Ben Salisi, yes. He was outweighed in that fight, I think by about forty pounds. And he knocked him out in the first round. Yep, a minute twenty eight in. Yeah. So the dude has power, which uh has sort of been uh Derek Lewis's downfall lately. Um, he had gotten, he just got knocked out by Sergei Pavlovich and uh, Tai Tuovasa recently. Um, his last fight, he got submitted by Sergei Spivak. Um, so Derek Lewis has been a little bit in a tailspin. Um, I don't know, though. He has, he has the experience in these fights, but man, it's at altitude. I honestly wouldn't touch it, but I do know that uh, Lewis is a big underdog, um, or was a big underdog. I think that the way he came in at the weigh-ins affected the odds, which was actually really positive to see uh, him coming in looking like he's in shape 
which is not something that he's really ever looked before. <laughs> but I guess after some scary weight cuts, he talked about how uh, he nearly passed out um, in his last weight cut. I think that that's, that's uh, good for him to have a change. Uh, a little bit discouraging that it comes this late in his career, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, that's that. That'll be an interesting fight, and you know, man, I wouldn't imagine they would cut Derek Lewis, but after four straight losses, that would be that would be not a great look. But he's got a winnable fight. This guy's the same age as him. Um, man, it's it's tough. It's a tough fight to call. It's a tough fight to call because you don't know what Derek what Derek Lewis is going to look like. And then you don't know how this guy's, uh, uh, Delima's chin is going to hold up. Um, so yeah, so it, I think it's going to come down to a battle of chins, um, in that regard. And it is important to note that they are fighting at altitude. So Derek Lewis isn't known for having the greatest gas tank. So we'll see how that goes. And then, uh, Bobby green is fighting Tony Ferguson. Um, this whole time, I've been of the mindset that Bobby's probably going to KO Tony, um, but I don't know anymore. Uh, Tony's coming off of five straight losses, and man, I don't know. He he seems like he's a little bit different. He's saying some absolutely delusional things. Uh, I will say that. He's saying, uh, you know, that he thinks he's just hitting his prime and all that stuff, which is couldn't be farther from the truth. However, Bobby Green is someone that's of a lower caliber of guys he's been fighting. Um, though I will say that that last fight that Tony Ferguson had with Nate Diaz was not the greatest luck. Um, that fight was a little bit of a fever dream, um, if, we're, if we're being completely honest. Uh so, putting that one aside, because I do think that there was some just weirdness with that whole week and everything, I I think that the the record has looked worse for Tony than, than it really is. Uh, you know, against Michael Chandler, he got that early knockdown, and he really wasn't, you know, it was a competitive fight up until he got front kicked in the face. So, I don't know. I mean, I... I I could, I definitely think I would. I'm definitely leaning Bobby. Um, on the betting odds, I don't think that it should be as big as it is, though. When you really sit down and think about it, so I'm tempted to pick Ferguson in that regard. Um, the only thing, man, is that Bobby Green is quick, and Tony. If there's one thing that has gone from Tony's game, it's the speed. It's the speed. He looks like he's punching through molasses, and his footwork looks off. Just everything about it looks off. Um, if it gets on the ground, it'll be interesting because Tony's got a good ground game, even though I think it's kind of been proven that it was a little overrated all those years. But Bobby's not known for being a ground guy, so if he does get it down there, uh, Bobby could be in trouble, but... Man, I don't know. It's it's a tough fight to call. It's a really it, it it's tougher than I think people are giving her credit for. Um, I I think Tony is gonna put up a better fight 
than a lot of people think he's got that a lot of people think he's capable of at this stage of his career but man I don't know it's it's a tough fight to call so if you're betting it I'm leaning Tony I would say take the value take Tony that doesn't mean bet the house on it but I would say drop a little bit on Tony on Tony to get the W because I think that he's being a little disrespected at his number um, which I can pull up for you in just a second I think like I said his uh, too much stock is being put into the the five straight losses and you know this is he's plus 295 so I mean he's damn near plus 300 you got to take into account that you know he's an experienced guy he's been there and uh you know, Bobby is a tough test. Bobby's been in there with a lot of savages. Right? He's just fought Drew Dober recently. He's fought Makashev. Um, you know, so he's another guy that's been around the block. Um, and, yeah, he's he's definitely the fresher of the two. But, man, I don't know. It, this could be a winnable fight for Tony. I don't know. It's it's a hard fight to pick. I, I'm... I'm I'm leaning Bobby, but I would tell you to bet Tony if that makes any fucking sense. If I'm I'm fence riding the shit out of this, I understand that, but I will say most likely Bobby's gonna win. But I don't think the odds tell the whole story. I don't think the odds tell the whole story. So if you're betting it, bet Tony. If you're just picking it, yeah, I was I would probably say Bobby's gonna win. If that makes any sense, if that helps you, I don't know. I can't imagine it will, but. Whatever. All right, moving on to to the to the main events now, um, because obviously I am either punch drunk or t- just overtired. I don't know, and I got a bunch of nonsense coming out of my mouth. Jan Blahovich is fighting Alex Pereira in a light heavyweight fight, which basically is going to determine who's fighting for the belt next. Um, this is almost kind of like a pseudo light heavyweight title fight um that division has sort of kind of been spiraling into uh, obscurity uh ever since john jones left the division um, and decided to go up to heavyweight no one's really been able to hold that belt uh you know jan had it and then he you know defended it against dizzy in what was sort of kind of a weirdish fight to make um, and then he loses it to Glover, and then Glover gets it, he loses it to, uh, Yiri, um, Yiri gets hurt, Glover fights Jamal Hill, Jamal Hill wins it, now Jamal Hill's hurt, so this division needs to, you know, something needs to get figured, oh, and you know, we can't, can't forget that, uh, Jan and, uh, Magomed Ankalaya fought, and that was a draw, which led to them making Glover versus Hill and Hill winning the title. So I completely forget that Magomed Ankalaev is in the picture. Um, yeah, it, this division is sort of uh, a train wreck and it needs some stability. Um, so hopefully it can start with this fight, um, which is why you should probably be rooting for uh Pereira to win because I think it would be just some fresh blood in there would maybe uh, stable everything out. Um, I, I, I don't know. It, it's a tough fight to call. Uh, my intuition in my brain 
would tell me that uh, Jan is going to win because you look at it on paper and you say, well, okay, well, he just, he's just going to do the same thing that he did Izzy, which is take him down. But that's completely neglecting the fact that Pereira is much bigger than Adesanya is. And on top of that, I sometimes Blahovich doesn't fight so smart. So it's a pick em fight, and I'm leaning towards Pereira just for that just for that reason. Um, and sometimes I think when you have these fights, when a guy that's sort of a jack-of-all-trades like Blahovich is, and he's fighting a guy like Pereira, who is, you know, Pereira's probably even less than this, but let's just call it sixes or fives and everything, but he's a ten in the one thing that he's good at. I sort of feel like when those fights happen it kind of exposes um, that Jan can't use his striking to set up his takedowns, which therefore exposes that he can't, he's not really that great at taking people down. He just is good at setting it up. And I feel like there's a lot to that. Um, I feel like it was less of an issue with Izzy because Izzy was just skinnier. Um, I think that with Pereira, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tougher to take him down, even though, you know, Adesanya was able to outgrapple him in their fight. Um, but that was later on. This is only going to be three rounds. Um, so I, I'm, I, I'm picking Pereira. Um, I'm picking Pereira. I think he's going to get a first round knockout somewhere or early on, maybe early second. Um, I'm expecting. So yeah, I would play the under, I would play under one and a half and a knockout for, uh, Alex Pereira. Um, I just, I don't know. My, my head has been telling me this whole time, uh, you know, that Jan's just going to do the same thing that he did to Adesanya, but man, my gut just says, just, I don't know. It it doesn't feel like there's going to be a great performance from Jan. That's just what my gut's telling me. I can't really base it off of anything other than he didn't really look that great in the Ankalaya fight. He kind of, you know, eked out a draw, but it was one of those things where it was like it really didn't feel like a draw. And man, I don't know. I don't know. And now he's facing a, a ruthless striker. And I think it's just going to expose that he's not really that great at the other aspects of mixed martial arts. I think he's just really good at piecing it all together. And I think when you take one of those tools away, it sort of exposes guys. You kind of saw that when Whitaker fought Adesanya. Um, more so the first time, but the second time as well. When he can't set up his... He can't set up his takedowns with striking. It just makes it... It just makes it look sloppier. And I think that that's what's going to happen um, to Blahovich on Saturday. So... I'm picking Alex Pereira, and hopefully we'll get some stability in that division. I don't know. Maybe he fights Yuri, but they say that Yuri's not ready yet. So I don't. I don't know. Hopefully before the end of the year we have a light heavyweight champion that's, you know, in the division isn't a complete clusterfuck like it has been. All right, getting to the main event, um, Dustin Poirier against Justin Gaethje for the. Uh, what I'm going to call the UFC Intercontinental Championship. Um, 
it I'm not actually too bothered about the whole BMF felt thing. I don't feel like it's taking over uh the the marketing like uh I'm it, it kind of has, but it's not to the point where it's like cringy. Um some people seem to have a problem with it. I it hasn't really bothered me too much like I thought it was gonna um you kind of can just ignore it if if it's not your your not your thing, which is what I appreciate about it. If you know the simpletons want to be entertained by the stupid belt, um, that's for them. But it doesn't seem like any hardcores or anything like that are getting their toes stepped on with that thing. So that's just my short little tidbit on that. Anyway, uh, really not much to break down here because they're both just um, you know really good strikers. Um, I think everyone, both of them included, expects that this fight's going to be in a phone booth. It's going to be a slugfest. Uh, it's going to be one of those fights where just dudes are going to swing. There's going to be a lot of collisions and someone's eventually going to go down. That was kind of how their first fight was. And that's what a lot of people are going to expect here. Where I think, uh, this fight is going to be different is I think Gaethje is better. I think Gaethje's gotten more. I think Gaethje has improved more from their first fight than Dustin Poirier has from their first fight. I feel like Dustin is a lot in ways the same guy um, than the one that fought uh, Justin Gaethje the first time, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because I feel like that fight really made Dustin who he is. But I feel like ever since then, Gaethje has been able to find a, a, a better balance between his uh, chaotic uh, slugfest style of fighting in a phone booth and uh, actually using some strategy. Um, so with that, I'm picking Justin Gaethje. Um, for, that's one of my reasons. My other reason is that this is the highest that... Uh, Dustin Poirier has ever fought elevation wise and much like I was talking about earlier with Kevin Holland I really do think the elevation is going to play a factor in a lot of these fights and this one is included even though Dustin's a workhorse um he doesn't generally I mean he doesn't generally gas out in his fights um not necessarily someone that you think of with tremendous cardio but he is you know he's he's had a lot of five round wars so Excuse me. Uh, I I just think that when he's f- facing someone in conditions that he's never fought in before, and Justin Gaethje trains at elevation, he trains in Denver, which is about a thousand feet higher than where they'll be fighting. I I have to imagine that if it turns into a slugfest and it gets into the late second, early third round, I I just think that. Gaethje's going to have a huge advantage having all those rounds at elevation. Um, whereas, and I know Poirier has been there for a few weeks now, but Poirier had, trains in Florida, and he's the highest he's ever fought was in Calgary, which was about 3,400. So it's still about 1,000 feet below where they're going to be fighting. And I just think, man, when you get when you get into those late rounds, I feel like it's going to be a war of attrition. And uh, I, I think Gaethje's going to be more suited um, to win the war of attrition. 
Um, so I'm, I'm going to pick him. I think he's more improved since last time they fought. And I think that he's going to be more acclimated uh, to the to the conditions that they'll be fighting in. Um, obviously, they both can crack. They could both knock each other out in the first round. Um, but, man, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like this will be a big fight for Gaethje. Um, it's a big fight for both guys, but I, I I think that just given the circumstances, I'm I'm gonna pick Gaethje. I'm gonna pick Gaethje in this one. So a lot of underdogs that I'm riding with. I was riding with Kiesa. I'm riding with uh, Pareda, which is has kind of been a pick, but he's been on the under, underdog side most of the time. And I'm gonna pick Justin Gaethje, and I'm. Sort of leaning Tony Ferguson, and I'm also sort of leaning Derek Lewis. Uh, you know, I'm not full on picking those guys, but oh man, I think that this is going to be a really crazy card. I think a lot of crazy shit's going to happen, and you know, hopefully, uh, it's it's a good night of fights and it lives up to the hype. But uh, that was the first episode, sort of a test episode. Um, I would like to try to find a routine with this. Um, hopefully eventually I can find a camera and I can set up, you know, a camera and, and talk. I would love to do reels and shit. Um, anything I can to sort of, you know, get more eyes on it. Um, and I would also love to do interviews too. Um, so definitely I'll be reaching out to some people to do interviews and honestly, I would love a fucking co-host, but we'll see. We'll see about that. But that was the first episode, guys. Uh, I'll keep posting. I'll try to make this a routine. I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise I will make this a routine. See you later, guys.